Scripts Talks. My name is Bob Stewart, and for just a couple more weeks, I'm the director of the EW Scripps School of Journalism. We started Scripps Talks a couple months ago to feature alums and students and faculty members adapting to the challenges of COVID-19 and what it's like to continue to live and continue to do work unabated, but certainly with a, with a little twist. And today we have Ashton Nichols joining us. Ashton is a rising senior in the School of Journalism, and uh, I have to say a rock star in the school. So Ashton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> now, Ashton, I, I noticed a couple days ago, maybe just yesterday, you posted on Twitter a link to several stories that you had just completed with the Dallas Morning News. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about this internship that you're doing with the Dallas paper. Before COVID, I was supposed to start last week, last Monday, with Dallas Morning News as a business desk intern. I have a bunch of different topics that I'm covering this summer. I'm not just on one beat yet, but I've been covering investments, water parks opening, and everything to do with COVID and all those COVID business-related stories. And it's kind of nice right now being a business intern because there is such a plethora of stories. Well, we moved remotely, and being remote has been interesting. I've never been to Texas. I've never been to Dallas specifically either. So going and covering a city that I've never been to in a state that's very far away was kind of challenging at first, and it was a little daunting. At first, I was like, how am I going to cover this from Ohio for a state that I've never, like a city I've never been to? Everyone at Dallas Morning News has been super helpful with sources, I've worked with a bunch of Texas government agencies and companies that I'm familiar with already, so that's been helpful. I started my first day, and I just jumped in remotely. We've been using Slack a lot and having FaceTimes and meetings and stuff, so I really don't feel like it's a lot different because I'm not getting the face-to-face interaction, but I don't feel like I'm losing too much because I'm still, I know that my mentors and my boss and like my coworkers are really only like a text away, which has been really helpful. But I was able to start and just jump right in, which I'm really happy about. And on my second day, I wrote a story about Texas investments and how Dallas is one of the rising in the middle America. It's called the Mighty Middle, which are basically the states in between the Rocky and Appalachian Mountains. My third day, I had two stories in the paper that day. Well, two stories were written on Wednesday, and then on Thursday they were in the paper Both of those were about reopening Texas and how Dallas, Six Flags is based in Dallas, and it was about how Dallas is, like, Six Flags plans to reopen. And then the other one was about how Texas has, gambling is illegal in Texas, but a lot of Dallas-Fort Worth residents still go to Louisiana and Oklahoma, so I had written about what people plan to do when casinos reopen and, like, when they're, when, if, and when they plan to reopen because it is state-by-state basis and what the precautions will look like. What kind of feedback have you gotten so far? We've been editing in Google Docs a lot, which has been also nice because I've been able to go and watch as my boss has been editing, which is a little scary at first. And, like, when he was editing my first story and, like, the entire thing was pink with edits, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a terrible writer. Why am I here? Like, this is terrifying. But I like quickly learned that like a lot of my edits have been either small grammar things that I'm still trying to learn or changing to like the Dallas News style of writing because I feel like each paper does have its own like little style things for the audience. I've gotten a lot of feedback of people being like, "Oh, we really were glad to have you. You're from OU." 
We have a lot of OU alums here. It's been positive feedback for the most part. Tell us a little bit more about your your interest in business. I came into college wanting to write political journalism and really wanting to like hopefully like one day be like a White House correspondent. And that's I think it's always changed and it's not like I still am really interested in doing that. But I found business reporting actually working for the Post um, my freshman year where I just covered a bunch of local businesses. And I thought it was really fun because it was something that like not a lot of other people were doing because I wasn't covering city council or student senate. And then I really, really just enjoyed doing it. Because for me, I want to have a job that is something that I love to do. I never want to come home from work and be frustrated. I always want to be excited and then you're not really working. I've definitely found myself liking that because it's just something that everyone's impacted by business and how the world works. And I think that, like, the term, like, business journalism has a lot of different definitions. I interned with the Columbus Dispatch as a business desk reporter last summer, and working for the dispatch was really fun. And I was, like, able to cover agriculture and environmental issues and, like, local business in a larger city than Athens and, like, in Columbus. And that was something that was so fun, and it was something that really enabled more things of, like, the realm of business journalism because I had a ton of fun covering agriculture and most people will look at me and think like oh that's so weird but I really enjoyed going out and hanging out with farmers and talking to them about their plants dying and like not having pumpkins in the fall because of the rain and so my internship with the Dallas Morning News is a little bit different because I am covering like investments and larger corporate companies but I think it's really interesting because I'm able to figure out more of like what I really like to write about. And I love writing about like both of those things. I just think that like, for me, I still get to interact with people and I still get to like write about something that I know like a lot of people like depend on. People like to go to Six Flags for fun. Or they like to go to aquariums or water parks for fun. And being able to give news for me, like to write about that, it's, or writing about investments. That's something that like, a large city and a lot of people like to know about it. If COVID-19, if the vaccine came around and everybody was vaccinated tomorrow and you got to go to Dallas, based on what you've learned about Dallas in this remote sense, what do you think the first thing is that you would do in Dallas if you were able to actually go there tomorrow? I really hope that I do get to go to Dallas. It is still maybe a possibility for the summer, but I think like the very first thing I would do is go get some Texas barbecue because everyone talks about how good it is. But after that, journalism speaking, I think something that's really interesting is the amount of venture capital and investments that are in Texas. And I would really love to like sit down with some local business owners who own very large companies. I actually spoke with someone today because I'm writing a story about this couple who turned their business from having a like party planning-ish business where they did games and stuff for the Dallas Cowboys and they turned their business overnight into a hand sanitizer and I think that something that's very rewarding for business writing for me is being able to talk to people who are like business owners this couple has turned their company into a three million dollar company and like I would love to talk and like look at those stories I don't think COVID's ever really going to go away like we're going to be this is going to be in the news for the next 10 or 20 years and so we're going to be covering the impacts of it for that and so I think there's a lot that's about to change and like something else I really enjoy about business writing to go back to that a little bit is there's definitely an impact on stuff 
I didn't write this story, but one of my coworkers wrote about how JCPenney just filed for bankruptcy. And that has a huge impact because JCPenney survived two world wars and Walmart and Amazon as a department store. And now COVID's the thing that took it out. It's really interesting. And there's a lot of changing and development of how we operate in our lives because of COVID is a human interest story, but it's also a business story. And I think that's really cool how I get to write about how people's lives are changing and not just from like a direct thing, but about how the economy is changing it. And internationally, that's like a story both nationally and internationally. You mentioned international, and I know that you have had a recent experience that was international and, and that you have some desire to pursue some international opportunities down, down the road. So tell us a little bit about your global adventures this last year. Yes, I have had, um, I had a very large global adventure, as you might call it. I went to Hong Kong to study abroad. After my freshman year of college, I went to Germany to do a program with the chemistry and the Global Leadership Center, and we looked at how to cover opioids throughout Germany and throughout the U.S., and I wrote a story about how like, the cost of the opioid crisis, and that was something that was a way for me to tie in like international and business-related stories, which is like my dream job. I would love to be able to be like a foreign correspondent covering the economy and covering like world trade. So that was something that would really piqued my interest was I had never really been out of the country besides Mexico, and it was something that I really enjoyed. I thought about going somewhere in Europe, and I was like, I've already been to Europe. I want to go out of my comfort zone and go somewhere else that's a lot farther away and somewhere I will not have, like, I've never been. And so I learned about Hong Kong, and I ended up going to Hong Kong from early August to, I want to say, the second week of November. And I took some international trade classes and some classes about, like, Asian Pacific economics. I took a business journalism class, too, and I've taken the business journalism class at OU, but I wanted to retake it and take it in the sense of Asian businesses and how that is, like, how that's run and how, like, the global perspective of it. And it was really interesting. I've learned so much from those classes, and I'm really glad I took them. Unfortunately, I had to come home because in November, like, 13th, 14th, and 15th was, like, leading up. I had to come home because of the protests. My university, Hong Kong Baptist University, ended up getting uh, sieged, would not be a good word, but it was taken over by protesters to the point of where OU decided it was no longer safe for me to be there. And so I had to come home, and my university closed down. This is the second time that this has happened. COVID also closed down OU. So I was home doing online classes from November to December to finish out. And I told all of my friends that online classes are not very fun and no one believed me. And then it happened to us and everyone was like, wow, Ashton, you were right (laughs) because this has happened to me twice. (laughs) Hong Kong for me was a wonderful experience. I absolutely, I enjoyed it. I want to go back. I would love to work there and I'd love to live there. It was definitely something that was completely out of my comfort zone. Like for me, I have never really lived in a giant city as large as Hong Kong, and I've never lived anywhere that English, like you, English was around in Hong Kong, but it was definitely something that was like more of a challenge to find than Germany was. So I really enjoyed it, and I loved how beautiful it was, and I loved how you could go from 10 minutes of being in a city to suddenly being on the beach. Well, not 10 minutes, it was like 30 minutes, but it was 10 miles. <laughs> 
it was definitely a really good experience. And I was able to do a little bit of international journalism. And that was what really made me think, like, I would love to do this and I would love to travel for work. <laughs> I assume you're pretty familiar with the, uh, the Wilhelm internship program that we have, correct? Yes. You're perfect candidate for to get some money from us to go do something you know international uh interestingly not everybody wants to do that so the students who want to do that i think there are really good resources we have to help folks like you out and these partners that we have overseas too in germany and hong kong those are also great uh, stepping stones to do international but i think you have some other international ambitions right after college you want to talk a little bit about your interest in the peace corps I really am interested in joining the Peace Corps. You can't really pick where you want to go. You could just say, like, I prefer to go in one area. I do have a really large background in Spanish because I have been in Spanish since probably I was five. I think that I have a strong candidate for going somewhere in South or Central America. I also chose Eastern Europe. Something I really was interested about, like, for joining the Peace Corps was I would be able to go somewhere that I normally, like, I want to go to a place that I will not be able to go to as a tourist. And so a lot of times in Peace Corps, you're put somewhere that is very off the map. You might have running water. You might have electricity. You will have cell service because they have to be able to contact you at all times. It is something that I think would be, like, it's a really good experience. I applied for the Teaching English as a Foreign Language program, which means I would be placed in a middle school or a high school. And doing that, I think, would be a great way to be able to, like, teach English and possibly, like, learn another language or improve my Spanish skills. And I don't know if I'd be able to do a lot of reporting because I don't know if, like, the Peace Corps allows you to do that or not. Because I do know that they have a lot of control over, not, like, they just have a lot of control over, like, what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I don't think I would have a lot of time. But even if that means having, like, a summer program during, like, summer camps or something and teaching, like, students about journalism or teaching students about, like, creative writing or something, making videos, I know a lot of Return Peace Corps people have made videos during what's going on, like, during their time or have, like, done, like, talks and experiences about what they've done. So I think that teaching English would be a really, really fun thing to do. It's something I've always wanted to do. I don't necessarily want to always work in a middle school or a high school, but I think it would be a great way to learn more about myself and learn more about another country. You know, some folks listening to you might be a little startled by all of the uh, enthusiasm you have for your future plans. And I I think a lot of people are are really down in the dumps for good reasons about COVID-19 and all of the uncertainty. And I'm wondering, how do you cope with the uncertainty and still keep your forward momentum going? I'm very ingrained in seeing what I want to do, and I'm very driven about what I want to do in my future. It's a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. I know that I really want to go do my master's program after I graduate, and for me, like, joining the Peace Corps, they do, like, help you and they give you aid to do your master's program. That, for me, was just another added bonus for, like, why I want to do something, and I want to live abroad one day, or I want to do, like, international journalism or write about the economy and and trade in an international way. Doing that would just be another way to help me figure out what I want to do I'm always like trying to be driven and trying to set a path for like what I want to do and like help set myself up but also in a lot of ways I know that that might change because COVID has changed my summer plans and COVID changes a little bit of like what's going on I try to just do what I can and focus on the now and focus on doing like the best that I can now because I think that like eventually it will 
work out. I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I wasn't able to go to Texas this summer because it wasn't safe. So I'm doing the best that I can to write remotely. I had the option to defer my internship, actually, if I wanted to do it in the spring or in the summer next year. But I also don't really know about the certainty of what will happen in the future. And so I decided to just go ahead and do it this summer. It will give me something to do during the summer. But also, I don't want to put off what I can do. Like, I don't want to put off for the future what I can do now. I think that everyone still has, like, a part to play. Even during, like, COVID-19, I'm not on the front lines. But I have friends who are, like, making masks. Or I have, like, friends who are, like, working at Kroger restocking shelves. And if I can do something to help educate people about what's going on, at least I'm doing something. Like, after work, I try and not think so much about what's going on with COVID because it is a lot. And sitting there watching, like, Governor DeWine talk and then watching this governor of Texas talk and then writing a story about, like, some of the bad things and some of the, even some of the good things in the world that are going on. It's really exhausting. So I try and not pay attention so much, and I try and, like, listen to what I need to know, but also I want to make sure that I have my own, like, health and my like mental health time for me to do something and watch Netflix or play Animal Crossing <laughs> or read a book and that's like super important for me is to just not um burnout is I definitely like am an advocate for like burnout is real and it's making sure that you are not just constantly looking at news all the time and not constantly just writing about everything but instead taking time to do other things. What about your ability to maintain social relationships with your friends from college, from the post, uh, friends that you've made throughout your life, um, you know, from high school who went to other colleges? You know, we, we see stories about young people getting together and maybe not observing social distancing. Um, but I think we also know a lot of young people are, are doing that. But still, you know, we have this strong drive to maintain these social contacts. So how, how are you and your friends managing to maintain contact? My best friends and I from OU, we actually, we FaceTime a lot. We'll talk to each other. I text my friends a lot about what's going on. Or we'll just say, like, how's your internship or what's going on or what are you up to today? Another thing, too, like my friends from high school that are here, We've also had Zoom calls. I have not seen any of my friends at all since even before spring break, just because, like, some of my friends from high school have now graduated, and, like, one of them just moved to Chicago to go start his job. It's definitely a lot of remote calling and texting and just checking in on people. And one of my, like, very best friends, she and I will text each other on the daily and say, like, hey, I'm checking in. Do you need anything? What's going on? And she lives in D.C. So it's definitely... It's sad that, like, I was not able to say goodbye to some of my friends who are seniors. But at the same time, I do think eventually I'll see them again. So it's just making sure to, like, FaceTime and check in on people. And especially, like, my grandparents, too, and, like, family. I'm not able to go down to, like, to drive to North Carolina and see my grandparents. But at least I can say hi to them on the phone. (laughs) What's so interesting to me is that the disruption is something that now everyone on this planet is experiencing. This, This isn't regional... This isn't, you know, national. It's it's regardless of borders, regardless of what corner of the earth you're in. That makes it probably the first kind of experience I can think of that truly touches everyone on this earth. I definitely think it'll be here for a while. Someone had told me today that the world will never be the same, and they don't think that even, like, basic things. Like, I do not think we'll probably go to a movie theater the way that we used to for a very long time or we won't go to a Reds game or a baseball game or a basketball game and that's kind of scary too for like 
me who is getting to gra- getting ready to graduate within the next year. It's will I have a graduation, which is really small and minute, but I definitely think there's a lot of things that are changing, which is kind of crazy. And I like told my mom this the other day. I have a two year old cousin, and she's not going to remember any of this. And so everything is just the new normal for her. She's just going to grow up with it. Like I grew up with like technology and computers and stuff. She's going to grow up with social distancing and eventually like different things for a while. And then people will be like, oh, this is not how it used to be. (laughs) You know, when you think about AIDS and the fact that it's still here, but it's under control, I have to believe that's we're heading somewhere in that direction. Ultimately, that COVID will it will still be here, like you say, but it will not be without any defenses. You know, it will not be without any medicine to address it. And of course, that's a huge business story too, which will be a a big, big money maker for whoever figures this out. I wrote about Texas has seen an increase in cases, but they're still opening stuff. And today they said that they're opening up zoos and aquariums on Friday. And I've been calling aquariums and zoos all day and asking them what's going on, what are you doing? And they said that they're limiting, so, like, if they usually have 10,000 people, now they're going to have 2,500, and they're doing temperature checks, and they're making you go a certain way, and, like, you can't go indoors anymore. I, like, think about that in the terms of amusement parks. Which amusement parks are going to come out of this? I don't know how amusement parks are going to function and earn money, or, like, shopping malls and retail malls, because retail malls aren't having, like, they, they've reopened in Ohio, but people aren't showing up. Is online shopping finally taking over? <laughs> it's definitely interesting, and there's so many story ideas, even like business and non-business. And I think every journalist right now is swamped <laughs> with stories, which is great. There's no shortage of angles to this story either. But but obviously the medical angle and the business angle are probably the two big ones. But there's also the cultural angle and the sociological, you know angle like what's it doing to family relations and oh my gosh the sad stories of people passing away and and no one being there with them you know that's so tragic we're seeing those and we all want to avoid that situation in our families for sure well ashton is there anything else that you would like to add something i may not have asked about I think that like a lot of the opportunities that I've able to have at OU have come from the journalism school and have come from people always pushing me to say like, hey, you would do this or this would be like great. And I've had a lot of really good mentors throughout my time at OU, even though I still have some time left. I think that like I've been able, a lot of like stuff I've learned though have been from internships and have been from having experience outside of just the journalism school. Like the journalism school teaches you how to do things. But then, like, you figure out another way how to, like, contextualize everything. And I think that's been really helpful. And me taking, like, a chance and, like, going to Hong Kong has taught me a lot about myself, both, like, as a person and as a writer. Me being in Hong Kong was something that I don't think I will ever forget about it because it was something that was so crazy. And, like, I was able to witness a tiny moment in history on the off chance because I was thinking about going spring semester of, last year and I ended up going fall of this year and that was just a tiny like chance the coincidence of me being a very large part of history and it's definitely like I've had two moments of history of like me being in Hong Kong and now COVID and I think that's really cool for and that's been super awesome for like me as a journalist and as a person and I'm really like fortunate about it also COVID kind of sucks right now I do think that like there is a light at the end of the tunnel about this 
and it's something that like it'll change things but at the same time I'm learning so much as a reporter and even though I am remote right now it's not the end of the world because like maybe one day I'll get to go back and and do another internship or have a job in Dallas or Dallas will help me do something else and make me realize that I want to do something else or maybe I'll realize that I have a love of covering six flags (laughs) I don't know but it's definitely something I like I'm grateful for. <laughs> You're such a great role model. Oh, thank you. I've always admired your openness to trying things. So it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast. And I'm wondering if you could give any advice to a high school kid who is thinking about, should I major in journalism with all these scary headlines about news organizations struggling on the business side? Is that really something I should do? You don't seem to be held back by any of that. And I wonder if there's any lessons or advice you could give to high school students. If you want to do journalism, you should be serious about thinking, like, I am going to do journalism. Like, this is what I want to do. It's definitely a commitment. It's something to try, and it is a commitment. Where it's, I think it's a profession where, like, people who do really well and, like, some of the, like, amazing, amazing journalists that I've met or been able to, like, work for has been something that is like they are commit they are like ride or die and a lot of like awesome journalists in this industry and there's so many they're all like ride or die or they're like I you better like you can furlough me I'm still coming back and it's or you can lay me off I'm going somewhere else and everyone like preaches all the time journalism isn't dying it's just changing and I definitely think that like going into this it does look kind of scary like I'm graduating soonish I'm going to be a senior in college but also I think that if I like go do my master's and do something that specializes me even more, there's still other ways to get a job or there's other ways to figure out what you want to do. And there's jobs available out there. There's just not so much as I think it's not everyone can have a job. It's more competitive for me. Like an advice would be if you love it, stick with it. Because I personally do not think like, like I have a double major in economics, which is like, I don't think, I don't talk about it a lot. Um, I cannot imagine not majoring in journalism because, like, my economics major has helped me, like, learn a lot more about economics and learn more about people think, but I couldn't just major in that because I cannot see myself not being a writer because I just, I think it's something that I'm, like, really passionate about, and I think a lot of the Scripps kids are, like, if you talk to most Scripps kids, they're in love with journalism, in love with writing. It's a major that's very, like, captivating. Your life quickly becomes it, and that's a good thing. So you, I think sometimes it's helpful to, like, go away for a little bit or do a study abroad and realize that there's other things to appreciate and other things like you could write about and not just get caught up in it. So it's definitely something I think that has like a learning curve, but I really, really loved like my time. And I like definitely am excited for being a journalist in the future. (laughs) I wonder how much of this you could have imagined that day back a few years ago when we first met at Mason High School. And I kind of put you on the spot to do a demo about you, but but it was pretty clear from the cover story that you've done in the Mason Chronicle that you were serious. You were somebody that I really would like to see, you know, be in the Scripps program. So I'm super happy that you came to Scripps. I'm super happy that it's working out so well and that you're doing so well. Great to talk to you again, you know, today to reflect back on that. I know your mom gets a little scared from some of these adventures that you go on, but I think she probably knows too that it's it's what you really want to do. My freshman year of high school, I wanted to be a vet. Like, for the longest time, I was like, that was my dream, was to just be a vet. And then I joined the newspaper, like, the Mason High School Chronicle. And it was like, kind of an accident because my friend made me join it. 
and I was like, oh, I like writing. Let me try this. And then I quickly realized that it was something that I, I was like, hmm, maybe I should do this in college. And then I just quickly, like, throughout high school, was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I'm really, really lucky to have found something I'm really passionate about in high school so I can, like, work on doing that. And I'm not 30 and having a midlife crisis. <laughs> or I'm not, like, in college changing my major five times. I'm really excited. I'm passionate. And, like, I came to OU because of scripts because, like, obviously, like, you Dr. Stewart and, like, Dr. Edmondson recruited me, I knew that I wanted to go somewhere with, like, a good journalism program because this is what I'm serious about, and I'm really fortunate. Like, I was talking to my parents about this the other day about being, like, if I had gone anywhere else, where would I be? And they're, like, we can't even picture that because, for me, like, there is nothing else. Like, I'm super glad I went to OU because there's been a lot of opportunities that I think I wouldn't have had going anywhere else. Well, it's going to be... Fantastic to keep an eye on Ashton Nichols and her career. We're going to cheer you on and celebrate all the accomplishments, but we know that behind it, it's all the hard work that you've put into it and your commitment to it. So congratulations on it working out up to this point. And I see no reason to believe that, you know, you're not going to be up on the marquee somewhere at some news organization. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Best of luck, Ashton. Uh, I hope that you do get to go to Dallas before terribly long. But in the meantime, uh, you're finding innovative ways to cover the stories for the readers and the news consumers of the Dallas area. So 